My name's Tiana, and this is Mental Magic, a podcast where we talk about mental health and spiritual wellness. So grab a chair, grab something to drink, and join me as we chat today. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode. So I want to start by sharing a quote with you. It's from Winnie the Pooh. It says, If there ever comes a day when we can't be together, keep me in your heart, I'll stay there forever. And that's exactly how I feel about losing people, which is what we're going to talk about today. Grief. Also, please excuse my voice. I'm pretty sick, but I really wanted to do this episode so I can stay consistent. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so what is grief? Well, it depends on who you ask. According to Psychology Today, grief is the acute pain that accompanies loss. According to the American Psychological Association, Grief is the anguish experienced after significant loss, usually the loss of a loved one. Oxford, just for good measure, defines it as deep sorrow, especially that is caused after someone's death. My definition of grief is an experience made up of many emotions that occur after a loss. Okay, so with that being said, people don't always have to die for you to grieve. And I think that's very important for people to know. There are many different types of grief. There's death, there's losing friends, losing a job, losing your sense of self. If, you know, you become a mother or stay-at-home mother. There are many different types of grief. But the brain, the brain doesn't categorize grief. To the brain, a loss is a loss. There's one type of grief that you have probably never heard of, but in my opinion, it's the most interesting. It's called ambiguous grief, and it's loss without closure. Think abandonment, kidnappings, adoption, losing someone and not really having any real answer as to what happened to them. Dementia, chronic mental illness, those things cause ambiguous grief and I dare to say that that's some of the hardest grief because I mean as humans we want answers we want closure we want to be able to tell a complete story and when a story ends so abruptly it can be really hard to process one place you'll see ambiguous grief a lot is with miscarriages because what happened you know everything was fine and then it wasn't there was no reason for things to go wrong but they did and more times than not you don't get any closure it's just oh well you know sometimes it happens and I do understand that these things do happen But for me personally, any of the ambiguous grief that I've ever faced in my life has been the hardest to overcome. Personally, because 
I don't get to finish the story. Um, and my story doesn't have a clear ending. Getting to the end of my story is hard. Um, even non-existent at times. And the grieving process isn't what most people would believe. I'm sure we've all heard of the seven stages of grief. But fun fact, the woman who came up with the concept of that actually was interviewing terminally ill patients. And that was their seven stages of grief. Which to me makes a lot more sense than it being for everyone. It wasn't intended to be for everyone. Because those seven stages, we all experience them differently. Some of us might not even experience all of them. But in case you don't know, or you need a refresher, here are the seven stages of grief. Shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and hope in processing grief are the seven stages that Dr. Kubler-Ross first put out there for how grief works. But like I said, this was for terminally ill patients and not everyone at large. And if you've ever experienced grief, you can probably attest to this, that you didn't experience them all or even in this order. I know for me personally, I don't really do a lot of bargaining. It doesn't really make sense for the type of grief that I've suffered, but I could see why someone who was terminally ill, you know, would bargain with an idea or a higher power about what they're going through. Earlier I talked about how to the brain a loss is a loss. It doesn't categorize grief the way we would think it would. Whether you lose a parent or you know a pet your brain is going to process that grief in the same exact way. One of my biggest gripes about just grief and I guess people in general really is this whole thought of that couldn't be me. If that happened to me, I would never do that. I would never act that way. I would never insert whatever here. Because the thing is, you don't know how you'll respond to grief. A couple years ago, when I lost my daughter, I couldn't have told you before then how I would react. But, you know, I just reacted. And I was numb and crying and all of these things, but I never could have fathomed that I would react that way because I never would have fathomed that I would lose a baby. That was just crazy to me. And it feels really insensitive too to the people who are actually going 
through that type of grief. Like I said, you never know how you'll respond to grief. Another thing that I think we do while we're grieving, at least I know I do, is deflect about my own grief by saying things like, it could be worse. There are people who have been through more than me. There are people who are much worse off than me. And the problem with that is, for one, you shouldn't compare your circumstances to anyone else's. Because you shouldn't take away from your own grief. Your worst day and someone else's worst day are going to look very different. And you shouldn't compare the two of them together. The best way to overcome grief is to learn to live with it. And learning to use that pain for good. Overcoming grief looks like sitting through it. Feeling the feelings that you have. And not running from them, but acknowledging them. Crying if you need to. Laughing if you want to. Punching a pillow. If, you know, if you need to let that out. There's no right or wrong. I take that back. There is a wrong way to grieve. And that's not doing it at all. Or trying to suppress those feelings. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I love to journal. And I think grief is a great time to put all those ideas that you have in your head. Whether it's questions or theories or whatever the case may be. To put that on paper so you can come back to it. And explore where you were once you've moved out of that part of grief. Because understand, depending on the loss, you don't get over it. You learn to live with it. And journaling is a good way to see where you were and where you're heading. Good, bad, or indifferent. So if you're currently experiencing grief, or the next time you experience any sort of grief. I encourage you to write those feelings down. Ask yourself, what am I feeling? And just put that on paper. Don't be ashamed of how it sounds or if you're like me, how it looks. Just put the pen to paper. Ask yourself, how am I feeling? How was I today? And start there because you don't want to push yourself through it too fast. Like anything in life, you have to allow those feelings to come and go, just like the seasons. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little all over the place, and I'm sorry. I was sick, but I really, really needed to stay consistent. So, I hope you'll join me back here next week as we talk about a new topic. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.